say we are working on a top-level view of improving and going beyond what the regulations require in terms of space sustainability. And as that, we are, as the center of competence, we just carry all this knowledge and all these expertises and experiences to make our OHB missions better for space debris. Hey, space watchers. That is Dr. Charlotte Bewig of OHB, my guest in this Space Cafe Radio on tour in Lausanne, your channel about trends, great people and awesome conferences. I'm Thorsten, publisher of Spacewatch.global. Beginning of May, I had the chance to attend the Leo Kinetic Space Safety Workshop at the EPFL, supported by AXA XL, Leo Labs, ClearSpace, Secure World Foundation and the EPFL eSpace Center. During that event, I interviewed Dr. Charlotte Bivik, Head of Science Missions Pre-Development, Space System Studies and Proposals at OHB in Bremen about her day job and the Space Sustainability Center of Excellence. Enjoy our conversation. Thank you, Charlotte, for doing this interview. It's a great pleasure to have you here. What are you doing at OHB? My main job at OHB is I'm the head of the Scientific Missions Pre-Development Department. Our department is working on space studies of future science missions, such as a gigantic X-ray telescope, mission to other planets like Venus, intercepting comets, and so on. So really exciting stuff. But at the same time, I also have, let's say, a side job at OHB, which is coordinating all the different aspects to do with space debris. We have different departments that have different expertises on space debris. So for example, the propulsion department, we have somebody who knows really about how to passivate a propulsion system. In the electrical department, we have somebody knowing about passivating batteries. Mission analysis, we have somebody who knows exactly how to do a deorbiting maneuver. But without the space debris center of competence, these people would not talk to each other and would not share. And oftentimes we have interlapping or overlapping topics and problems to solve. So the Space Debris Center of Competence was founded in 2017, five years ago. And since then we have really expanded inside OHB and we have around five to ten regular members in our meetings where we uh, try to keep on top of what's happening in the space debris world and how to improve our um, satellite designs and design processes to help tackle the problem of space debris. Can you tell us a bit more about the missions you mentioned before we talk about the center? We have to distinguish here between the missions I'm working on um, as part of my main job, so the science missions, because these are actually not missions that typically have a problem with space debris. We've got one study we're working on is Athena. It's a giant X-ray telescope and it's located at a Lagrange point where we don't really have a space debris issue. And then the other two I was mentioning, Comet Interceptor and Envision, missions that go far away from Earth, so also not space debris territory. But we are at OHB obviously also working on missions in low Earth orbit, missions in medium Earth orbit and in geostationary orbits so or Earth orbits where we do have space debris, particularly in LEO. And here we are initially our services was to help our own in-house developed missions to comply to space debris standards. So, for example, we would perform re-entry analyses and we would advise spacecraft uh, designers how to improve the demisability of their spacecraft so that less parts can survive the re-entry and impact on ground. We would also um, look into new ways and technologies to passivate the spacecraft to avoid it exploding in orbit after finalizing their mission. We would look at protecting it against space debris and other impacts. 
and also in how to perform collision avoidance maneuvers, how to perform end-of-life maneuvers. Right now, we are working on improving the next generation of spacecraft. So we have a LEO platform. It's a standard satellite platform for one to two ton spacecraft called EOS. And we are working on an evolution of this to be a truly debris neutral platform, one that has all the capabilities to take itself out of orbit, to demise in the atmosphere, to be well protected against impacts and have this evolution really improve future missions in a standardized and modular way without having to reinvent the wheel with every new mission. Can you tell us about the center you mentioned, the Space Debris Center, or in general what OHB is doing on the Space Debris Front? Because you're obviously attending this workshop here, so there is an interest. The center itself combines all these different expertises that I had mentioned before, like uh, re-entry analysis, like collision avoidance operations, like space debris hazard and impact analysis designed for demise. We are active on a lot of different areas because on one hand we're supporting missions that are being developed, but we're also running our own studies, for example, on design for demise, which is a field that is looking at standard components in a spacecraft that typically survive the re-entry and developing ideas how to change the design of that component or the system to make them demise in during the atmospheric re-entry. So could be as easy as changing a material to one that has a lower melting point, but it could also be something where you are trying to open up the spacecraft early on so that more components are exposed to the flux. That's just one of the fields that we're into. We're also looking at developing better maneuvers for end-of-life operations, so for re-entries. We are working on, you could say, we are working on a top-level view of improving and going beyond what the regulations require in terms of space sustainability. And as that, we are, as the center of competence, we just carry all this knowledge and all these expertises and experiences to make our OHB missions better for space debris. Is space debris and business for you? We hear a lot in this workshop about radars and data collecting and all the techniques you mentioned as a satellite manufacturer. But beside that, is that A business, a separate business or just part of your current business? Mainly for us, it is part of our current business because it is about improving our missions to be sustainable. But there is also business generated by the space debris problematic. We are not currently active in active debris removal, for example, where there are some really exciting concepts out there. But we are also working on space debris related uh, missions. For example, one mission we are currently studying in the pre-development department is called BSBDM. It's a spacecraft that has a deployable a set of deployable sails in which impacts of lethal non-trackable debris can be seen and are characterized with optical cameras to check the population of these because currently they are eluding our ground-based sensors, but they are big enough to be a real issue. So we are currently studying how such a mission with sails could contribute to expanding our knowledge in that field. Does space situational awareness, space debris, has enough awareness Or what is needed to get it more out and get more awareness of, of that? 
When I first started working on space debris, which was around 2009, it was a relatively obscure field and not many people had heard of it. But it had already gotten some public attention because of the anti-satellite test by the Chinese and the collision of Iridium Cosmos. But still, it was still relatively obscure. And then what really put it into the public eye was the movie Gravity. And since then, I have noticed that there is definitely an increase of awareness. Lots of people of the public, of the scientifically interested public, know quite quite a lot about space debris. So I would say the awareness is there, but what we are lacking currently is a clear idea how to approach it. We have we know basically how we, what we have to do with our spacecraft to avoid generating more debris. We know we have to remove them after the end of life, but we are missing a way to enforce this and to really make sure that it's also happening. And looking at the way space industry is booming right now, it is right now that we need to take care of these issues because if we wait a little bit longer we will have a lot of future debris being launched in the coming years that is not removed from orbit my last question and i'm using this opportunity having all these experts like you here in this room in the conference will space debris to become a manageable risk at all i would say for the individual mission yes but it comes at a cost Because you can avoid collisions by doing collision avoidance maneuvers, which impact your operations, which cost fuel. The more debris we have, and we know that the debris population is increasing, the more often we will have to do these maneuvers, the more it costs you. Secondly, you will lose spacecraft from collisions with non-trackable debris or when you have made a misjudged call on something like this. And that also comes with a cost because your spacecraft is gone. So it will not prohibit us from doing business in space, but it will make it a lot more expensive unless we are managing the environment. Thank you very much, Charlotte, for this interview. Thanks for listening to Space Cafe Radio on tour in Lausanne at the LEO Kinetic Space Safety Workshop at EPFL in cooperation with AXA XL, LEO Labs, ClearSpace, Secure World Foundation and the EPFL eSpace Center. If you want to stay on the pulse of space, visit our website, our mothership at spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. But of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Thorsten Kreening, CEO and publisher of spacewatch.global, your independent perspective of space. <laughs>